Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. I'm Rick Pena. I'm bringing you today's word for July 24th, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Expecting the Word to Work. I've been teaching from the parable of the sower, and I want to go right back into it this morning. I have a lot to cover, so I'm going to jump into it. So this is part 27 of the series. It is entitled Never Fall in Love with Money. I'm talking about money. I know this makes people uncomfortable, but the Bible has a lot to say about money. The Bible actually says more about money than it does about hell or heaven. So we need to see what the Bible says about money. And Jesus talked about it in this parable. So in the parable of the sower, he dealt with the first two types of soil. We dealt with that already. Now we're on the third type of soil, the thorny ground. And in this ground, Jesus said this. He said, others are like seed. That, among, that are planted amongst thorny ground or thorny weeds. Now, these are people. He's likening this type of seed to people who hear the word of God, but their lives become full of other things. And then he gives three categories of other things. He says the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. And the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want are weeds that grow up and choke out the word of God. So the word of God was planted in our heart, but because we have the cares of this world, the love of money, or selfish desires, they choke out the word, and so the word does not produce in our lives, and, and, and so now the word is not working. And there was nothing ever wrong with the word or the God of the word. There was something wrong with us because within the content of the soil of our heart, we were allowing other things to have a greater priority than the word of God. So I'm going back to the second category there, the love of money. So we have to learn, and I've already taught you, that it's not that money is evil, because a lot of Christians have this wrong concept concerning money. Oh, the Bible says that money is evil. Well, uh, I like to say, listen, I, I grew up uh, at least within the standards of this nation. Now, I understand, like, my wife grew up in a third world country. My mom grew up in a third world country. When you're poor in a third world country, that's a whole different type of poor. But I grew up poor, like within the context of, of the United States, grew up on welfare. So that's you, you think you're poor, but you have food to eat. Right. But let me say this. If you think that money is evil, or money is bad. You must have never been poor because <laughs> I can tell you that if you if you've ever been poor, then you know that not having money is evil. Not having money is bad. So money in and of itself is a tool. Money, in, there's nothing, you know, that's going to make money good or bad. It's really the content or the condition of your heart. So in 1 Timothy 6 and 10, Paul said, it's the love of money that causes all sorts of evil. And some people have even turned away from what they believe because they want more and more and more money. And they've caused themselves a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow. In Proverbs 10, Solomon said, the Lord can make you rich and adds no sorrow with it. So there's this opportunity for you to walk with God. Whatever you need to accomplish your divine assignment, the Lord can provide it because wherever he gives vision, he's already established or prepared the provision. But when you're doing it God's way, your life is not going to be full of sorrow. When you do it this way, <laughs> then your life, some people have caused themselves, Paul said, lots of sorrow. So in typical fashion, I like to teach and I, you know, I'll drive it home. I'll drive it home. I'll drive it home. So we dealt with the cares of this world for a couple of weeks. So it's not like I'm just going to get to the love of money and say one thing about it and then move on just because people don't like to talk about money. No, we need to see what the Bible says about it. 
We need to get our heart open to where we're not falling in love with money. We don't have a wrong relationship with money. Our heart is in the right place concerning money so that we can be a blessing, so that we can fund kingdom projects all over the world, so that we would always have, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that we would always have all things at all times and be able to give to every good and charitable work. So whenever there's an opportunity right now, tell you what, here's an opportunity. We're still getting uh, raising the money to, to give away backpacks in the Dominican Republic. So if you want to give to a good and charitable work, then then these backpacks are going to go to underprivileged children full of school supplies. We need uh, we're raising money for 400 backpacks. You can go to RIP Ministries, RIP Ministries.org, and you can donate. You see? But you can't do that if you don't have the money to give. All right. So what does this mean to you today? We're talking about money still. We're talking about uh, the word of God concerning it. What does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you today that I really believe is going to be a blessing to lots of people. You ready? Four things. Here we go. Number one, God is not opposed to you having earthly possessions. Now we've already learned this, right? I mean, like we looked at Solomon, we looked at other places, Abraham, you could look at, uh, but God is not opposed to you having earthly possessions. As a matter of fact, if you read the Bible, the Bible is full of evidence to the contrary. The Bible is full of evidence to where God himself made many people in scripture wealthy. And then since the Bible was written, God has continued to do it, right? So God has done it then, God did it then, and God continues to do it now. However, Unfortunately, there are Christians today, 2018, who tear down other Christians for what they have because they have earthly possessions. And then here's the crazy part that they actually use scripture to justify their vitriol. It's like they're trying to use scripture to justify that I'm tearing somebody down because they have this or they have that. You, 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 you shouldn't have that house. The house is too big. You shouldn't drive that car. That car is too expensive. You shouldn't. How much money are you giving to the poor? This is what you need to be doing. Well, listen, whoa, whoa, whoa. slow down for a minute. First of all, Ephesians 4 and 29 said to let no corrupt communication to proceed from out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to one another. We're supposed to be using our words to build each other up, to never tear each other down. We should be walking in love. We should be walking in grace. We should use our words to, to minister grace, not to minister hurt. And, and further, um, when people do this, a lot of times my, my perspective is that they're criticizing. They're criticizing something that they just don't understand. That's what people do. People criticize what they do not understand, but just because you don't understand it doesn't give you the right to criticize it. You got to be led of the Holy Spirit. You got to walk in love. And then uh, if, you, if you do, and if you are, then if you have an opportunity to minister to somebody that may be an error, fine. But maybe they're not an error. You don't know. And so don't be so quick to just put your mouth on somebody. Number two, pulling the string on that thought that people criticize what they do not understand. Uh, a member of my church, uh, LaShawn Holland, she posted something on social media yesterday that made me think about this. She said, people who lack vision often get offended when they see other people walking in their possibilities. It's because their mindset is contaminated with negativity, so they backbite instead of saying, well, I can do that too. So, so what happens is, it's like almost like people get offended when they see someone else doing, and then this is crazy because this was posted on social media. I'm going to take this opportunity to, to say something about social media. So on social media, because social media is kind of like gone crazy, right? In 2018, he, it, like you know, the last 10 years, you could say, but right now today, social media, man, it could be used for good. It could be used for bad. And I've seen Christians 
tear down other Christians on social media just because they don't like what they posted. Or they call it excessive or, you know, uh, wasteful or over the top. Like, like, like somebody gave them the right to judge somebody else's life, right? God is the judge. God is going to judge us. I mean, like, like if you're going to, if you're going to judge somebody and then they use scripture to do it and then they're tearing each other down. But here's the thing. When, when it comes to um, somebody's finances, what God does is the word is pretty clear. God expects us to give the tithe. That's the first 10%. Then beyond that, he expects us to give an offering. So that's beyond the first 10%. Then beyond that, he expects us to sow into ministry, kingdom projects all over the world, like the one I mentioned about the backpacks. He expects us to do that. Then beyond that, he expects us to give to the poor. So when you're doing, let's say, those four categories, and, and, and thankfully, my wife and I, we do that every month. So if you're, doing, if you're fulfilling those four categories, and you're doing that, and you're honoring God with your finances, and you're giving above and beyond what, what the Bible says to give, and you're giving as you're led of the Holy Spirit to give, and, and you're doing Holy Spirit-led giving, then the more you give, there's this biblical pr principle, this concept of sowing and reaping. The whole system, the whole system of the earth works on sowing and reaping. If you sow love, what are you going to get? You're going to get love. If you sow friendship, what are you going to get? You're going to get friends. The Bible says you show yourself friendly. You're going to have a whole lot of friends. If you sow mercy, if, you, if you're quick to, to give mercy to, uh, to others, then people are going to be quick to give mercy to you. Right? Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Well, if you sow money then it's not, a, it's not a mystery. You're going to reap money. You're gonna, God is going to bless you financially because you're funding kingdom projects all over the world. And then what happens is, unfortunately, especially on, on social media, that, that God can raise somebody up financially and, and, and these people have no idea how much these people are sowing into ministry. They could be sowing significant seed, giving a, a large portion of their income to charity and to the poor and tithes and offerings and, and ministry and missions and all of that stuff. But because somebody else doesn't have it, then they're quick to criticize. And unfortunately, we're doing this. It's like Christian on Christian crime. Like this is happening. Christians are tearing each other down publicly on social media and, and really stems because they have a wrong relationship with money. It stems because of a poverty spirit. And it also stems because of having a wrong relationship with money. Number three, please do not criticize others for what they have or what they do not have. God is the judge and he will judge us all. If God tests their heart and finds that their heart is wrong. See, you can be poor and still have a wrong relationship with money. So when your heart is wrong concerning money, when you have a wrong relationship with money and God tests your heart, then God is going to deal with you with that. Whether, whether you have a lot or you don't have a lot, either way, you can have a wrong relationship with money. God is going to deal with, with them and we should allow the Holy Spirit to deal with them. I'm going to close with this. Number four. I'm going to close with something that Solomon said, because God made Solomon both wise and rich. Remember, Solomon, Solomon was a trillionaire. And this is something that, that when, when you read this, this is so plain. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. This is what Solomon said. I mean, this is super plain. You cannot mess this up. This is what Solomon said. Listen, he said, I have seen what is best for people to do in the earth. They should eat, drink and enjoy the work that they have during the short time that we have here. God has only given us a few days, so that's all we have. If God gives some people wealth, property, and the power to enjoy those things, then they should enjoy them. They should accept the things that they have and enjoy their work because this is a gift from God.
I mean, how that's about as plain as it can be. If God gives you something, enjoy it and don't allow somebody else to make you feel guilty because God put something in your hand so that you can enjoy it. And don't be like, oh man, I can't, I can't post this picture. I can't do this. I can't because I don't want people to feel, listen, live the life that God has blessed you to live. Be a blessing. Sow into ministry, give to the poor, fund kingdom projects. Just live your life, but never fall in love with stuff. You fall in love with God. God can bless you with wealth and the power to enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with doing so. It's in the Bible. The Bible says God gives us all things richly to enjoy. Here's the last point I'll say as I close. You should enjoy it, but never love it. You have a house, enjoy the house. Don't love the house. You have a car, enjoy the car. Don't love the car. Some people develop a wrong relationship with stuff and they love the stuff and then they turn around and they, because they love the stuff, the stuff winds up keeping them from the God who blessed them with it. So as a believer, you should enjoy things. You should never love things. You love God. You don't love things. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you now to repeat after me in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is tied to your word. Your word teaches me to make you the number one priority in every area of my life. So I bring my life into focus where money is concerned. I do not allow money to cause my heart to go astray. You can bless me with wealth, Father, because I will use whatever you put in my hands for your kingdom plans and purposes. I don't love my house. I'm thankful that I get to enjoy it. I don't love my car, but I do enjoy it as I drive it. So I love you, Father, and whatever you trust me with. My heart is right concerning money. So I declare even now that you can put money in my hands because I will use it to fund kingdom projects all over the world. Money is a tool. You are my Lord and I will never confuse the two. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a, a subscribe button on the right hand side of the website. Subscribe, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. And before you leave the screen, I want you to do two things. Number one, first of all, resolve right now that you are never going to fall in love with money. Don't fall in love with money. Fall in love with God. Have a right relationship with money. And then number two, please share this with your friends on your social media, because this is something that I know people don't like to talk about, but we need to hear it so that we can have a right relationship with money so that we can do fund the projects and actually be the church and do what God has called us to do. It does take money to do ministry. So we got to be okay with it so that we could do what God has called us to do. God bless you.